Hi, this is Satish. And this is Raghu. And together we are the Inconceivable Desis. And we are here to discuss... Cue the music. I mean, you know what we are going to discuss, right? Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Really, not the prequels and the sequels and the post-sequels and the pre-prequels. The Hindi movie title is... Star Wars, Divya Shakti Ki Lalkar. I mean, seriously, that is the only movie we should be discussing just for the awesome name. Yeah, so clearly based on the name, it is, uh, you know, it's it's a follow-on to Ajay Devgan's classic Divya Shakti <laughs> from 1993. I thought it was a follow-on to Lalkar because, you know, for people who have not watched this movie, you should. Because, you know. It's added to that Add it to that ever-growing list of movies that we keep recommending you watch. You should watch them. Will you watch them? Maybe not. You should. But anyway, we went, uh, we individually watched Star Wars The Force Awakens and we decided to just hit record while we were talking about the movie. Uh, at, at some point, we should also mention there are spoilers here. It was, it was, a, it was an awesome experience, right? Yep, finally getting to watch the scroll, getting to watch the score, getting to so not watch hear the score, getting to see a version of Darth Vader. Yeah, on yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was with my dad, and my dad, the last Star Wars movie that he saw in the theater was uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I, I, I was, I was born when the third one came out. So he basically <laughs> couldn't go. Sorry, Dad. Uh, but and and the prequels, I guess. No, I don't know why, but we kind of missed watching them in the theater. I did, and so did he. I I know why. Why? It was your innate Star Wars fanboy preventing you, preventing you know the complete death of everything you hold dear about Star Wars. We didn't know that they were bad when they came out, right? I knew that they were bad. I knew that they were bad when I watched the second one, I think. The first uh, one, no. I missed. I watched the second one first and then it was just like, oh it my god, wasn't I can't that believe. bad. Oh, good, don't go there. The Phantom Menace was not that bad. I said I didn't start with The Phantom Menace. On hindsight, if I had started with The Phantom Menace, I don't think I'd have watched the next two. I'd have probably been like, okay, that's it. Star Wars can, I guess, close up shop, go home. See, I think we disagree on that, I guess. But before we get to our disagreements, let's just talk about Force Awakens because that was cool. I think we agree on that. Yes, we agree. That we was agree awesome. on that. Yes, we agree it was the perfect way to rejuvenate. So why was it cool for you, Satish? You mean, why was the... What was the cool no, sequence? No, no, no. Uh, can you seriously name one cool sequence and be done with it? No, but I'm saying the coolest. Like off the top of my head, what would I okay, pick as my top sequence? What was the top sequence? sequence? What, was your, what was your, what was your, what was the, what was the sequence that really gave you the goosebumps and the chills? You know, made you like a happy fanboy. Oh, the final fight sequence, just lightsabers battling it out in the middle of an ice planet. I was so happy, nice. and that it was also the red and blue, and it was yeah, like, yeah, in a snow-capped peak. Yeah, absolutely. What about uh, you? For me, it was definitely when uh, when she goes, not that ship, that ship is garbage. 
oh no garbage will do <laughs> yes. and then you turn around and you know i was like what she say that what she mean a ship is garbage what ship are they talking about they can't be talking about that ship can they no 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 that doesn't make sense and then suddenly there you have the millennium falcon yep and that's what's so amazing that's what's so amazing about this whole series right i mean it's it covers like the entire range it's like a bollywood masala movie it's got like action and people love it for its action and it's got all these kind of quips and you know jokes and you know inside references Yep, and the movie makes sure that it hits every single note that it can hit. Yes, uh, on all. You know of those what parts. was the uh, the I think the thing that really uh, surprised me was when they are they when they get into uh, the Falcon when everybody's in the Falcon and uh, mm-hmm. Finn's character basically you know stumbles upon that that board game right. and all the characters pop up. and it's like it's the 70s special effects born again and i'm like oh my god how did that happen yeah yeah the um the the i guess the falcon sequences probably really cement where this movie is is, is placing itself in terms of in terms of both establishing the new characters as well as you know how much it i guess it's very clear that everyone involved in the movie almost reveres the old characters and that that really comes across in that whole um set of scenes you know with the millennium falcon and then chewbacca appearing for the first time i know that chewbacca appearing was probably had more people applauding in the theater i was in than han solo yeah everybody loves chewy Yeah and and you're right though they did as much as they they did a great job in kind of uh layering in certain um you know old stuff certain uh, you know some of the old characters uh uh I think they did a great job in introducing the new ones I think Rey is hands down one of the coolest uh heroines I've seen in a Hollywood movie Yeah and they and they executed like it's not like they made her a little strong and then sort of had her fall back on you know somebody she you know a male character for support right, or right. anything like that no 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 they they kept with the vision of a truly strong independent female character who you know really comes into her own over the yeah, course I mean, of the movie which frankly Amidala huge yeah, change yeah that's right it's a huge change and frankly I mean Amidala sound you know you know feels more like a whiny you know, school girl uh, once you compare her with ray yeah and i'm sure the relationship will be pretty obvious in a few more movies <coughs> granddaughter but you know uh, it, it's it's going to be intriguing to see where uh, uh they take ray next uh of course like by the end of the movie we know she's she has she's strong with the force and you know she's going to be the next jedi uh but it'll be intriguing. but you know i i i hope they continue building on her character and don't make her like all wooden and all diplomatic and you know i i always yeah. thought that that was the well so so we mentioned that part a little bit so I think one of the unwritten rules of Star Wars movies is that you have to set them on the frontiers. You have to set them out near the periphery of of an empire or something so that, you know, there's less 
characters have to survive they have to fight to survive and all of that comes through in the way those characters talk and act and so on and and alongside ray there is also finn uh i like the fact that they are actually introducing a stormtrooper by name uh the clone wars did actually have stormtroopers take on identities and mm-hmm. you know for people right, who have right, never yeah. heard of this the clone wars was a uh, cartoon add-in it introduced some new characters to the star wars universe it's fun it's a fun cartoon series it's uh, it's for tv yeah, only yeah and it tries to fill in it tries to fill in some gaps from the main from the main series here and there i think mostly prequel stuff gets a little bit more filled in than it would be otherwise but... yeah uh, and um, you know um finn's character was i thought nice it wasn't i mean it was it was not i don't think it was as awesome as ray's so far but you know it's got the potential to be awesome so so paul the pilot i mean i love him i mean uh he's like a brash han soloish kind of you know person and they have like the three main characters there right they have the the princess the uh the stiff and and the rogue i guess but but interestingly enough that you know they didn't want to give you direct parallels so all our characters are mixtures of all the old characters right like so ray is not just the princess slash the force uh, person but she's also part han solo because she can fly the ship she can fix the ship she can do everything han does in fact at some point han solo is like wow you're pretty awesome so you know the same goes for finn and the same goes for for poe dameron they are they're all remixes of the old characters whether that's how which i think is is perfectly acceptable given where the series had to had to go with this episode like disney got this movie franchise at a point where basically the fanboys had given up on george lucas for for reasons um most people had pretty much figured i guess star wars can have some tv add-ins and that's about it so they had to basically rejuvenate the entire franchise kickstart a whole new series of movies and they managed to do all of it so you know they they played it safe i think i think everyone would accept that but they executed on on a vision very very effective yeah but you know the concern is always that it's a it's a disney vision so they may not push the universe and the story a lot i mean the star wars galaxies in my opinion is it's just you know it's it's kind of ri- ripe for some more advanced storytelling if they are going to end up making it a uh, conflict between siblings which i think they will uh you know good versus evil like a very like a what's the word very um uh very Vanilla. binary state of things uh then mm. it's going to be like you know oh sure we love the cgi and i'm sure the actors you know get good lines and you know there are some funny quips and stuff like that but eventually the story will just be like it, i mean it will be boring i mean look at how marvel you know has all these tie-ins that really pushed the entire universe forward in granted a vision a direction but but it's a lot more fun where every individual story you know stands out here like every individual story gets like you know i don't know 10 minutes of uh you know screen time yeah so so they have they have i think the next star wars movie is actually not an episode it's i think rogue one which i think is about how the how the fighters 
come together to steal plans yeah. or something. Yeah, and I believe that's where we find out how C-3PO got a red hand. There we go. And then, then I think comes some another episode, and then they have a Han Solo movie. I think so. Disney's Disney's gonna go pretty nuts with with how many different ways they can pull this franchise. And you will notice that this movie actually does not give you the backstory on some of these events, like C three PO's red hand, like what happened to why did Luke run away? What exactly happened right. in that whole thing in the school? So you know they keep things open ended, right. which. Opportunity. Which is something that even, which is something that Lucas originally started with. Like, if you watch the original Star Wars movies, it comes across more like you're getting a glimpse into this ongoing series of adventures. Um, and that's that seems to be where these these guys are trying. Well, to take I think it you back. mean with two and three because with one, I think it was supposed to be like a one-off. Like he wasn't even sure if he would yeah, be yeah. able to make money on that movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, but you know. It's a great movie. You guys should watch it. Uh, I think uh, four on five for sure. I think the one that I'm not giving is primarily because I I found the story to be. I mean, I wasn't so shocked when we found out that, you know, Ray is the. Uh, Ray is the one with the force and not Finn. Because if you look at the trailers, you would it feels like Finn is the guy, like a stormtrooper with the force. Yep. A bit, a bit, but really, I mean, like it was. Like Ray is the orphan. Ray is the one in the desert. Ray is the one who, you know, uh, has visions and voices. I mean, come on, guys. So we should we should talk about the trailers for a second again. I, I love the way if you watch the trailers, the trailers are mostly culled from the first half an oh, hour to forty five minutes of the movie. That's true. It's only I think like ten seconds from the very end of the movie shows up in the trailer, but the rest of the trailer is totally from the first half an hour of the movie, which makes such a difference because you have no idea what to expect after forty-five minutes. You're like, oh, I remember that from the trailer, and now I have no idea where this is going to go after this. No idea which, who's going to do what now, and it's a totally different way of watching a movie um, compared to trailers which I have watched recently. I'm looking at you, Batman yeah. versus Superman, Dawn of completely spoiling the movie in the trailer right. itself. Right. Where they basically reveal the movie. It's basically a two-minute synopsis of the entire movie. Star Wars didn't do that. Again, kudos to, kudos I think, to Disney. I think DC is having a really tough time matching Marvel <laughs> or Star Wars. But anyway, that's a, that's a different podcast. So, any final thoughts on... Uh, uh yeah so the so, so we we spoke about this a little bit uh they wanted to stick to um you know what people think the franchise should look like and so on and so JJ Abrams is probably one of the better directors out there to get that sort of stuff done he tends to go back to the basics keep things you know in line with with a vision that that is established and the next two directors are for episodes 8 and 9 are Ryan Johnson who who made uh, Looper which is an excellent sci-fi movie and then he also made Brick which is a film noir movie both are recommended both are both are really wonderful watching and the other guy making episode 9 is Colin Trevorrow Trevorrow I think and he made Jurassic World both these directors essentially have this have this knack for for keeping in line with the world that they've created sticking with the rules 
and sort of building on on concepts you know again smart choices for directors i think and I, i'm really hoping that these guys push it forward episode 8 is going to really tell us how much everyone thinks how highly people think of episode 7 i think because otherwise episode 7 could just go down as sort of a footnote like okay they tried something and they didn't really do much with it whereas if episode 8 builds on it it'll suddenly become like wow they really set all the stuff up and we never saw it coming that's amazing they made a billion in a week i i think they're going to stick to this formula <laughs> how did you find the effects i loved it i it was after after watching reels and reels of cgi it was a pleasant surprise to see so many practical effects you know it really makes such a difference to the way these things look yeah and and yes a, lo- a lot of when i say practical effects yes i i've i have been given enough hints from all the star wars marketing that you know oh bb8 is a real robot but that's not all i'm talking about a lot of the right, basic right. things are on, on in sort of set areas and so it's sort of closed in so it can't be a cgi effect it has to be yeah, a real yeah, effect yeah. rohit shetty explosions boom <laughs> no yeah i mean th- those were those were i think my uh, my favorite parts uh, the uh, the cgi was actually at sometimes it just felt terrible like when they are doing the face off at the end and the ground splits and how's like why did you even why did you do that he needed to show it's a symbolic thing yeah yeah it's true it's JK metaphorical Abrams doesn't is 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 very good but he's also very heavy handed yeah it's very metaphorical i get it uh the the one minor disappointment that i had and well it's not minor i guess yeah the one minor disappointment that i had was uh the fact that they couldn't come up with a new uh you know solution for the ultimate weapon they yeah. ended up going with a bigger death star han solo even says it <laughs> you know oh so it's a death star oh that's so blah, blah, blah. oh so it's a bigger death star i'm like you know what that's so true like they could have like <laughs> they had so much leeway this time they could have done so much cool stuff the f- like when you see the sun's energy being sucked in and you know the whole thing getting into the uh, really long gun basically mm mm-hmm. Uh that was awesome. I that was some really cool imagination uh at play there. But then eventually that's exactly what it is. It's a bigger death star. Guess what? It got blown up again. You'd think at some <laughs> point, you know, these guys would get a clue and be like, maybe we shouldn't build these gigantic planets that get easily blown up because one thing gets targeted in the same exact way. <laughs> You know, it's too bad that that emperor died at the end of episode six, because I'm sure if he was still around, he'd be like, "They did what again now? And you did what now? And they blew up that? Why are you guys? Why do I have you guys around?" I mean, I can't even like, I have no, <laughs> I have no words. One, you know, uh, one random. pilot gets into the right place and but but ragu ragu no 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 be fair this time there was a twist the pilot does not have the force yeah that's true he <laughs> aimed he's just got good reflexes he's got good reflexes he's actually a good pilot right um i know my i don't know the, the 
the CGI effect that didn't really work for me was was Lord Snokes or whatever he's called, like the the big bad guy. Really? Well, mostly because until then, until that point, almost everything in the movie does not feel like there's a lot of CGI involved, and that thing is almost completely CGI. And they sort of explain it, saying that it's a hologram that's really yeah. big. It's a hologram that's but, trying to intimidate them, right? But it doesn't somehow. It just didn't quite work for me as well. Like I. I kept trying to tell myself it's a hologram. It's just pretending to be big, but somehow it it gave me it gave me eerie memories of you know CGI, wholly CGI characters that do silly things. You know what it reminded me of? <laughs> Say it, Jadu. Yeah. <laughs> Knew you were gonna go there. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. But Jadu was a practical effect. See, see what difference yeah. it makes. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, and the one last effect that I do want to talk about, the practical effect, is actually BB-8. Uh, seeing R two D two, seeing C three C three PO was awesome, of course. Uh, but you know, the uh, this is a practical robot for a desert. Yep. Don't have any feet or any, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Any. Uh, tracks that would like get entangled in the you know sand and stuff it's a ball that rolls i you know that's awesome so funny thing about that so neil tyson um had a set of twitter comments about the new star wars about 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 episode 7 one of the things he said was bb8 while a really cool looking and uh, robot is actually completely would be at completely at sea in the desert because there's no friction for it to actually roll around on. Oh really? So f- from a physics perspective, they sort of glossed over it, but it tells you how well the effect works that you don't really yeah, think about. That is true. Physics. There is no friction. That's what he said. That seems wrong. How does a flying carpet fly? Anyway. <laughs> uh uh so before we end, so uh you know, uh what, what so one thing that you expect to see happening in episode 8 or episode 9 what's the one thing that you know is just going to happen predictions in episode 8, 9 it doesn't matter oh okay or episode 8 um well ray's relationship to the skywalker family gets established awesome i would like to believe in my little you know fantasy world that she's actually another daughter of leia's through this dalliance she had while han solo was gallivanting around the galaxy i think that would be a fun little twist but i don't see that being very fr- family friendly yeah i i'm yeah that's the one thing i'm expecting to find out that kyle loren and uh ray are you know brother sister but are siblings but i'm i i wonder if she's also a chosen one with the midi-glorians doing their business. <laughs> yes, the midi-glorians. I can totally see them referencing the midi-glorians. So that's what I'm looking forward to. At some point of time, I want to say I want to see someone do midi-glorians. And I also want to find out who is Finn's father, because Finn was also baby-napped. So I'm wondering, I, I, I wonder if it's Lando. We, we can do the math. How many characters of that kind of origin have we seen in Star Wars? How many characters mean? Oh, well, I guess we know. Yeah. Oh, well, you have seen two. I don't think Mace Windu is involved here. 
<laughs> too much of a monk. Lando was a lot more loose. Yeah. So, all right, may the force be with you. Divya Shakti, आपके साथ हो. I don't think it means what you think it means.